Let the games begin. Oh, I didn't come here to preach to you today, but you know that boy is good. Good and terrible. Did you see the memo about this? I got a message for all of them. Ready? Shake and bang. I, I play for keep. That just happened. Boom, and just like that, welcome to the world-famous Say F It podcast, episode 137. I'm Gary Scott, and as always, I'm going to be taking you on a movie journey. All you have to do is just sit back, relax, and I'm going to do all of the work. How does that sound? I bet it sounds really, really good. Let me see. This week, I have one, two, three, four movies. I'm going to be reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong on the record white boy thunder force and i might have something else and the message of the week but before i do any of that you know what you got to do for me make sure you log on sayeffit.com s-a-y-e-f-f-i-t.com you can send me an email it's gary scott at sayeffit.com i'm found on all of the socials it's really really easy say effort across all of those platforms s-a-y-e-f-f-i-t and wherever you get your podcast your audio on demand i am there and there i am so you just find me type in say effort s-a-y-e-f-f-i-t i will pop up you can follow me you can like me subscribe to me you can even drop me a review let me know how you like the show i would greatly appreciate it now that i've taken care of that First up is Godzilla vs. Kong, which is rated PG-13 and has a running time of about an hour and 53 minutes. And it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, Isa Gonzalez, and Julian Dennison. And this was a movie that was kind of hyped. With everything going on, it's still part of that agreement of bringing it to HBO Max as well as in the theaters. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was looking forward to it because I've seen the previous movies. But with this one, I wanted to see what they would do. And with that, I was thinking it's going to be... Because I know the, the background of it all because the old school movies with Godzilla and King Kong... They would fight, but I wanted to see what is the newness that they would bring to it. So everything that's going on, Godzilla is just wreaking havoc on the city. And with it wreaking havoc on the city, they're trying to move Kong. And in trying to move Kong, that's when the conflict arises. And I will say that this particular movie had a summer movie vibe for it and as I've told you and I will continue to tell you every movie every film has its place so when I say a summer movie vibe it's really high on action really low on dialogue so what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of bang explosions fighting all of this great stuff but the dialogue itself and the plots will probably be a little thin and that's nothing to take away from the movie itself because I really feel films and movies can still be entertaining but it all has its place and with Godzilla versus Kong I really felt that they were high on the action at some points I was looking at it like mm, but 
when I when I was thinking that it was just me, I have to catch myself because I was overanalyzing what was going on. So when you have a movie like Godzilla versus Kong, it's one of those that you can enjoy, and it's it's one of those where you just you sit back and you enjoy just the special effects, you enjoy the action scenes, and just all of these great things. But as a whole, it still had that summer movie vibe. And, and now with us being in April and spring, we're going to start to see some, some more summer movie vibes, I will say, that will start to roll out in some of these projects. I know Mortal Kombat is, is getting ready to come out, and I'm really excited about that because I'm, I'm feeling, as I saw the trailers, it's looking like they got Mortal Kombat right this time and it, I want to say it's probably been about 25 26 years since the last Mortal Kombat movie came out which didn't do so great and I know it was just a franchise that had a lot of passion because I know for me I really enjoyed the video game and I'm of the belief that a lot of times when you take a video game and turn it into a movie there's a lot that is left on the table and there's almost a, a gap. And it's almost one of those the same sort of situation that happens when you take a movie and turn it into a video game. So vice versa, it you have some issues because sometimes the video games aren't as good as the movies and vice versa. But back to Godzilla versus Kong, I felt like it was just a, a fun movie and I was actually glad that I was able to watch it but overall, it had that action and that substance that you want that's really going to entertain you. And I liked the way that they were weaving in the conflict between Godzilla and Kong, and then also how it tied into all of the people that were around it and the contributing factors that led to the conflict. And you see all of that, and it just was a really good movie to watch. So with that, I'm sliding Godzilla vs. Kong, which is rated PG-13 and has a running time of about an hour and 53 minutes. I'm sliding Godzilla vs. Kong as a wait. Next up is On the Record, which is rated TVMA and has a running time of about an hour and 35 minutes. And this is a genre that I absolutely love. It was a documentary. This was also on HBO Max. And this was a project that was discussing the sexual assaults that were committed by Russell Simmons. And with it having such a serious tone, I remember seeing kind of a preview for it, but I really didn't pay it any attention. It kind of flew under the radar for me. And then I ended up taking a chance to see this. And I just was absolutely blown away because it was like my heart was going out to all of the survivors of the sexual assaults. And and when you see this, you just can't help to just understand and just really wrap your mind around what was going on. Because with Russell Simmons having such a prominent role in the popularity of hip-hop, but then what was the culture of hip-hop? So it was a lot of misogyny. It was just all of these things that 
when we look at it from a lens now, we go like, man, those were some really nasty times. And I know I catch myself doing that a lot because I'll watch something and as I watch it, I'm actually surprised that those things were allowed on whether it be a movie or network television. And those were things that we just really didn't think about. But then again, as I said, we're taking that 2021 lens and looking at it, looking at older projects with that lens. And as I watched on the record, because it was centering around Drew Dixon and the pain that she was carrying of having these experiences and being traumatized and PTSD and and not wanting to tell anybody and really having to make a decision as to if I'm going to say something and lose everything that I've worked for or do I, in essence, live in my own personal prison and I can only imagine what was going on but on the record did a great job of showcasing that struggle that survivors had and and then also the trauma that they continue to deal with because as a survivor it's something that is always going to be with you and you can work on making sure that you're not controlled by it. And it's just a a really unfortunate experience for anyone to have to go through. But On the Record did a great job of, of showing this and reaching out to several women because I had heard stories of Russell Simmons, but I wasn't aware that it was not only a lot of women, because one is too many and it shouldn't have been going on, but that there was uh, some sort of pattern in his behavior as to that linked all of these stories together. And as I watched this, I was just getting angry because of all of like what had happened and, and also with him being in such a position of power to dictate the narrative of what goes on and kind of what is known and kind of what gets swept under the rug. But as I watched it, and they also talked about briefly some of the allegations of L.A. Reid, and I had no idea about him. I hadn't been following any of those, the cases and the situation that popped up with him. But just as a man, there's so many problematic things that have gone on that we just brushed off as, well, that's just the way it is. But as we've grown, we understand that things, that those were not good times. And then also with that, you have to understand that it's necessary for everybody to evolve. And I'm glad that we're in a constant evolution because things are constantly growing and changing. And and for instance, what we're doing now is not what we did 10 years ago. And what we do 10 years from now are not going to be what we do now. So it's good that 
we can constantly grow and, and point out that problematic behavior of what was. But again, it just, they did a really great job of, of showcasing it and it's unfortunate. So if anyone has had to deal with or experience any any sort of abuse, sexual or otherwise, just understand that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to talk about it because it's not helpful for you to feel as if you're in an inner prison, so to speak, because you don't want that to control you and you have to work on just getting through that and becoming stronger and, and identifying all that has happened. But also, as men, men have to do a better job of not engaging in problematic behavior because it's not welcomed and definitely it's not something that has a place because it's all about respect. And with that, I'll, I'll slot on the record, which is rated TVMA and has a running time of about an hour and 35 minutes. I'm slotting on the record as a full price. Next up is White Boy, which is rated TVMA, and this has a running time of about an hour and 22 minutes. And this is also another documentary, and this was on Netflix, and it's about the notorious Detroit drug dealer Richard Worshey Jr., a.k.a. White Boy Rick. I know they did a movie some years back. I want to say it was called White Boy Rick, and I really enjoyed that. And I wasn't familiar with that particular story when I went to go see White Boy Rick. But again, with the documentary, you're going to reel me in because they really did a great job of how... Richard Worshey Jr. became an informant. And then the lines start to blur because it's asking the question, did the federal government put him up to this? So he was starting to do this and then abandoning him. So they really do an awesome job of showcasing that and really digging into his backstory because if I were to compare white boy Rick with white boy, I think that they both had entertaining aspects of it, but it's no telling what the actual movie did to kind of highlight and kind of, I'll say fluff up because as I said, when you have movies that are based on true stories Sometimes life isn't always as exciting as you would like it to be. So you take some creative liberties with fluffing some things up to make it more than it is. But then when you have a documentary and a true one in which you're looking at things for what they are. So it's a one for one. So this happened and this happened and you're taking those steps. You really get to see what was going on. And it just seemed like a, a really unfortunate situation because as of a couple of years ago, he was the longest serving nonviolent offender that was still incarcerated. And as everyone says, fair is fair. And, and that just 
wasn't and isn't fair to do that. But you see kind of the story, kind of the man, the myth, the legend, or in that case, the boy, the myth, the legend as to what was going on. But you see it, and they did a great job of, of rolling it out. They talked about his childhood, and they were speaking to his sister and his mother and other people that he used to run with. And they had a really interesting discussion with a hitman, just absolutely eye-opening as to all of the things that were going on. But overall, White Boy was extremely entertaining, great information, and I really enjoyed it. So with that, I'm going to slot White Boy, which is rated TVMA and has a running time of about an hour and 22 minutes. I'm slotting White Boy as a full price. Next up is Thunder Force, which is rated PG-13 and has a running time of about an hour and 46 minutes. And this was on Netflix. And I want to say that it was supposed to have a theater theatrical release but with everything going on they ended up pushing it to netflix which definitely not mad about and this starred octavia spencer melissa mccarthy jason bateman this was a really fun buddy action comedy movie and it had two women as the leads so melissa mccarthy was kind of this underachieving bumbling friend and Octavia Spencer was this hyper-focused woman who really wanted to make a change in the world. They're best friends, but then they end up getting superpowers and then they go and they're trying to save the city of Chicago. I'm trying to think of another movie in which the superheroes were primarily women outside of Captain Marvel. I'm having a hard time remembering any because it's probably not any but I will say that Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer did a great job playing off of one another because Melissa McCarthy is an absolute great comedic actor and then Octavia Spencer is a great dramatic actor but then she has those those deadpan responses and that deadpan dialogue that is also funny as well so they're going around trying to save the city of Chicago from these criminals that have superpowers and they're called miscreants which I thought was absolutely great and then you mix in Jason Bateman who I absolutely love everything that he's been in especially Ozark can't wait for season four to come out he does a great job of that great sarcasm that he brings to almost every role, whether it be comedic or dramatic. And I just felt that it was a good touch on what was a very entertaining movie to begin with. I want to say I probably, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations because I wasn't really sure just what it was going to be, but it was an incredibly just fun movie to watch and everybody did an absolutely great job so with that i'm sliding thunder force which is rated pg-13 and has a running time of about an hour and 46 minutes i'm sliding thunder force as a full price
that wraps up all that I have today, but I'm going to leave you with the message of the week. But before I get into that, you know what you got to do for me. Make sure you log on to sayeffit.com, S-A-Y-E-F-F-I-T.com. Send me an email. It's Gary Scott at sayeffit.com. You can find me on all of the socials, Say Effort across all of those platforms. And if you get your audio on demand from anywhere, Say Effort is there. So find me, like me, subscribe to me, tell a friend to tell a friend, and let's grow this Now that I've taken care of that, it is now time for the message of the week. Pain and disappointment come from being attached to expectations. Life will not always play out the way you want it to, but don't let that stop you from living. That was the message of the week. This is the Say Effort Podcast, episode 137. I'm Gary Scott. As always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And until next time, uh, you know what you gotta do. Say, 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 say